Kia ora. welcome to a bonus episode of Aotearoa Adventures. Um, this episode is going to look completely different to all the rest. Um, I'm your host Abigail Hannah and I've had a bit of a life update. So this is just my my verbal vomit, my brain dump, my update on life and it's everything. Um, so if you don't know, um, you must be living under a rock or you're not following me on Instagram. I think you should go follow me if you're not. But I quit my nine to five job two weeks ago. Um, and this podcast is going to have sort of two parts. So the first part I actually recorded about two weeks before my last I better put my phone on silent while I record this. That is not a good start. I recorded that episode two weeks before my last day at my nine to five job. I worked as an urban planner and I've been doing that for just over one and a half years. And then the second part, if you're listening to this on the day it came out, I recorded this the day it came out because I'm a little unhinged and I just I just want this to go out into the universe and I just want to share it. So today I'm sort of two weeks after my last day. And I know this is a little bit different to usual, but I really hope that it gives you some perspectives, emotions and insight into, first of all, how much can change in four weeks, um, but also just a bit of background on my story and how I sort of got to this moment because we, yeah, one of the questions I got asked like the most is like, what are you doing next? So we're definitely going to answer that. Um, we're going to answer what I'm doing at the moment and sort of how I got to this moment. It's not necessarily as big of a leap as people might think it is. Um, but yeah, I'll explain all of that in just a sec. Really quickly before we get into it, because I'm skipping all the formal welcome to the podcast intro, um, but it would mean the absolute world to me if you are a listener and you enjoy the show, if you would head to the description, click on the link and vote for Aotearoa Adventures in the New Zealand Podcast Awards. There is an award for listener's choice and that means that you get to have your say and it would mean the absolute world if you could vote for me in that. So head to the link in the description. It's super straightforward. You just pop in your details and you link the podcast and that goes for a vote towards Aotearoa Adventures. And I know this isn't a travel episode, but um, it means the absolute world and it helps me do more of what I love and it supports me. So thank you so, so much for being here. Let's get right into it. A lot of people asking me where I'm going next. Um, and I think I want to sort of st take a step back from that and talk about where I've been, what I've done, how I sort of got to this decision. Because um, it was, t in, to some extent, like a bit of a spontaneous decision, but it wasn't a stupid decision. Um, and a lot of people have said like, yeah, you're taking the leap, you're taking a big jump, this is massive, which is like yes and no. Um, Anyway, I'm just going to strip it right back. I'm going to go right back to the start um, and just tell the whole story of how this came about. Um, and I hope that it inspires whoever's on their journey, whatever that looks like, whether you are in a nine to five inside hustling and want to have a business or I don't know, maybe you're an influencer and there's stuff that you would would love to do. So I guess I the idea for having a business or sort of when I figured out I wanted to have a business was way back I'm going to say first year of uni because it was honestly that early. Um, my first failed business was I thought it would be awesome to like buy stuff from op shops, resell it online, quickly discovered I'm just not a fashion person like at all. Um, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. So that failed miserably in the sense that 
I don't think I even sold one thing. Um, I went to op shops and bought like, I don't know, $250 worth of stuff and like didn't even sell anything. No idea where it is to this day. Um, probably went back to an op shop. Anyway, lesson learned. You know, it's okay to lose 250 bucks as an 18 year old when you're kind of figuring out who you are and what you want to do. The next business idea I had was actually to import bed sheets from India, which sounds wild, but like long story short, I just think that New Zealand's so bland and lack of color and lack of pattern and lack of, lack of just like energy. Um, and I was just like, your bed's where you spend like literally a third of your life. Let's make that more exciting. Let's make that beautiful. Um, it is still possibly like a pipeline dream. Like this might be a business that I kind of like do in the future. Um, but long story short, like I was 19 at that point. Um, I, I did not have the backing. I did not have the knowledge. I did not have the capital to sort of start an, a company like that. Um, did a shit ton of research into like importing and exporting and what all that would have looked like. Even visited like a showroom in Jaipur where they work with artists and creators making handmade stuff, um, block printing Bed sheets is really the way I wanted to go. And please nobody steal my idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically funding is the reason that that didn't kick off. But that same trip that I was in India and that was my first time visiting after we had left, I we bought a camera. Um, that's when we picked up a camera and Isaac wanted to invest in something bigger, you know, not just like a point and shoot, not just a GoPro, which we already had a GoPro at that point. Um, but he was like, no, nah, we need like a, a real camera. So we got a real camera, which is like a very entry level um, DSLR, very entry level. Let me just emphasize that again. Um, but it was amazing. We we're shooting in JPEG on auto settings as everybody does when you're starting out but that was really where things started for me Instagram wise um photography wise and all the rest of it and for me it was just like if I am going to have a camera which I've invested money into I'm going to post on Instagram I'm going to make an account I'm going to make this a thing um this was kind of like 20 2017 2018 I want to say and like influencers were just like blowing up and it just it had started to become a thing where you like follow people other than your friends and family um or maybe this was a thing before that but that's kind of when I first started like yeah following random people on the internet and letting random people follow me um so we had our trip to India and that's where everything kicked things off um and if you've listened to like my pilot episode you'll know a little bit more of this story but I really struggled coming back to New Zealand that following year. I was diagnosed with depression. Um, it was a really long road to recovery, but part of my journey in recovery was just connecting with Aotearoa. Um, and I did that by just getting out there and experiencing it. And I called them micro adventures and it would look like going to the beach or going for a walk in the park or heading to the local waterfall because I lived in Mount Talbot and there's beautiful Oakley Creek around the corner. Um, and it was just like these little things that allowed me to connect. And that's where I really got to, I took my camera with me every time I went outdoors and I sort of played with creativity um, and was like, how can I make this look cool? How can I like share this on social? I'm like, maybe someone else wants to sort of check out their backyard as well. That was kind of the whole vibe. Um, in terms of business, that was very much just like zero on the back burner. Um, 
because I was on this recovery journey. That was my focus, my well-being, my mental health. Um, all of that was sort of forefront of my mind. Um, and of course, in the meantime, I was also chipping away at an urban planning degree. Um, I did take a break from my urban planning degree about two years in um, and just worked a local admin job. That job was actually inspiring in the way that it was just, it was me and my boss, um, and this was sort of a importing and distributing company, um, LED lighting, which is like very niche. LED lighting for water home is super niche, but just seeing the way that um, this was a family-run company, um, and my boss had kind of built this baby business um, from her dad's garage. Her dad started the business like, I don't know, 30 years ago or something, and she'd really just scaled it. And I I got to see the freedom that that gives a business owner. Um, my boss would sort of clock off at three on a Friday and go sailing. And I would lock up the office at 4.30 or whatever that looks like. Um, but I was just like, I want to do that. And like, I would see her having haircuts at 2 p.m. and getting her nails done at 11 and having her mum or her friends like come into the office for coffees. Just like, that was just so cool to be like, hey, there's actually a different way that we can do things. And she was also super flexible with my hours, which was just amazing. And a completely different experience to one of my other corporate jobs, which was like, you have to be there at 8.30. You cannot leave a minute before five. You will have timed breaks every day. And that's just how it was. Um, so this was just like a breath of fresh air. And I was like, holy shit. And like all this time, um, I'd done a few like Instagram collaborations and stuff with random, not random, but with small New Zealand companies. And that was all really cool. But I knew that that wasn't, it wouldn't be a sustainable income stream for me. Um, I all these collabs had kind of been contra deals, um, free partnership things um, where, yeah. And I just, I wasn't making any money. I didn't see a future in that. I, um, I, I knew I wanted to do something else and I wanted something that would give me the financial freedom, the flexibility to, to just be my own boss, bottom line. Um, so that was a, oh, I need to take a break. need to take a breather. But that, that's kind of when I was like, okay, what can I do? You know, what are the business ideas that I have? What are the skills that I have? What am I good at? What am I awesome at? Um, and social media was a space that I had obviously been in since that India trip, sort of dabbling, not dabbling, but like growing my own social accounts, um, building an incredibly engaged community, which I think was really my superpower back then. Um, and it, it was also the nature of social media back then. It is a little bit harder to sort of get those likes and comments and saves now than it was back then. But all this time, I guess I had also been constantly learning. I'm the kind of person where I get all these like webinars and stuff in my Facebook feeds and my Instagram feeds, these marketing gurus that are selling courses and want you to build your email list and rah, rah, rah. Um, <laughs> and I clicked on a webinar one day, which was like social media marketing. This is the business for you. This is going to change the like, like how to become a social media manager. And I watched that webinar and I was like, this is me. I can 100% do this. And the startup costs are effectively zero. I have a laptop already. I have a camera already. And I have all the skills I need to to be a social media manager for another company, for another client. So that was a seed that was planted in 2020, I believe, um, sort of towards the end of 2020. Um, obviously, that was also the year of the global pandemic and a lot was happening. Um, but 
weirdly enough, I don't even remember the person whose webinar that was who I clicked on and they were obviously selling courses and wanted to upsell me into whatever course they were teaching to become a social media manager. But a couple of years before this in 2018, I had met this incredible woman, powerhouse of a woman, who when I met her was quite shy, if I'm honest, <laughs> Ellen McKenzie. And um, we met through Instagram at a bit of a photographer's meetup. And the first time I met her, she kind of hinted that, oh, I've got this little business idea that I'm starting, going to try out, not sure where it's going to go, very secretive, wouldn't sort of tell us what it was, but there was something happening. Um, and over the next couple of months, as I followed her, next years actually, because um, that was 2018 and it wasn't until 2020 till I reached out to her again, but um, I saw her launch her social media marketing um, agency, her digital marketing agency, um, and she had just started to sell courses to teach other people how to do this. And it had given her enormous flexibility and freedom. And I was like, hell yes, if I'm going to learn social media marketing from anyone, I want to learn it from Ellen because I know her because she is in New Zealand and I I wanted that relevancy. Um, I don't really want to learn this from somebody who's in the US and it's a completely different market. Um, so, and I, I just knew she was my girl and I knew that was the course that I wanted to do. So... Oh, this is becoming a really long story and I feel like I'm going so far from the tangent, but I think it's really important to remember that this is a journey and I didn't get to where I am today just dropping everything and, and moving on, which is kind of the picture I'm trying to paint here. Um, and there might be parts of my story that resonate with you and you're like, oh yeah, I've done that as well. I've been to a couple of webinars. I've done a couple of photography courses. Um, or there might be bits, I don't know, you might be in a completely different industry. I don't know, maybe you're super into mushrooms and have <laughs> been to a couple of classes where you've learned about mushrooms and you want to start growing mushrooms, the type that you eat, of course, not the not the hallucinogenic ones I mean yeah anyway this was a very random tangent but like whatever it is like is your business idea maybe you already have been dabbling in those things without even realizing it and maybe there's an expert in your industry that you already want to learn from anyway I hit up Ellen before this I was like okay this is it this is the business this is what I'm gonna do social media management I, I know it um and I had actually been managing socials for Isaac's um landscape not like he worked for a landscaping company and I'd been managing their socials for a little bit so I knew it was something I could do. I knew it was something I enjoyed doing, but I was like, let me get a couple of more clients just to make sure, you know, I'm not going to make this massive investment. And of course, if I'm not 100% sure. So I popped into a Facebook group. I was like, hey, I'm a social media manager starting out. I can give you social media management for a month for free. And there is nothing that you have to do in return except write me a glowing review. <laughs> it's if you, yeah. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I took on three clients. Um, it was just a month each and I managed their socials. I created content for them. I wrote captions, did hashtags and all this just off the, just off the back of my own knowledge at that time. Um, and yeah, it was great. They wrote me glowing reviews. I also did a strategy session with someone else that was just like a bit of an Instagram makeover. Um, 
And so this was sort of my, let's try it out and make sure it's worth investing in. And I'm really glad I did that. I've had a couple of people reach out to me as well regarding Ellen's course actually and said, hey, should I do this? And I said, absolutely, you should do it because it's the most incredible course ever and it's changed my life. But make sure you actually want to be a social media manager before you <laughs> dive into this. So give it a try. And I think that's something that's super important, whatever it is. Give it a try first. Give it baby steps. And I took on three clients for free because I wanted to know whether it was worth it. You know, um, I didn't want to set up a web website, set up a brand, like do X, Y, Z, sign on clients and then be like, I hate this. Why did I think this was a good idea? So that's that's my piece of advice. Try it out first. Um, following that, I took Ellen's course. And while I feel like I already had a lot of the skills that she taught in that course, it was just like the perfect nudge in the right direction. And it's that thing where you don't know what you don't know. And um, at that point for me, her course just really filled in the gaps in my knowledge. Um, she covers everything from taxes and contracts and onboarding and everything to do with like the whole process and systems to just giving your clients an incredible experience as well. So it was hugely valuable. Um, it was a live course when she was teaching that one. Um, and it was, I just got to ask all my questions. I got to have that one on one time with her. Um, and off the back of that course, I actually interesting like I almost managed to sign a client like we were at the point where I sent them the contract and then they ghosted me which was a bit of a weird thing and they had internal things going on so I didn't quite sign my dream client but I had a dream client in the tourism industry that I was like right there ready to sign coming out of this course so like I think it just goes to show how epic it was at just giving you the confidence needed to like do those cold pitches and to set your price points and just like yeah absolutely nail it um so I was in my final year of university when I went through this course um I decided that this was what I was going to do when I finished university I was ready to just put in the work to get a couple of clients on board before I graduated so that when I graduated I already had a portfolio and I think the thing about social media marketing people don't realize is that it's an ongoing monthly contract like this is income coming into your account every single day and this is why it appealed to me so much more than like influencing or social media collaborations or even photography as a business because those tend to be one-off services and it's a lot of effort to go into a one-off collaboration a one-off photography like do you know what I mean like just the effort that has to go into landing somebody every single week just to make sure you have money coming into your account I wasn't really about that life I would prefer to like cold pitch sign on a client and they're with me for three to six 12 months you know um so that's that's another reason why I wanted to take social media and and yeah just that that that's why I picked that anyway long story short before I decided to sort of do this before I think I'd even done Ellen's course I had to send out a couple of job applications for urban planning because that's what I was studying I was in the in like that that that's the thing you do right you're going to you need to study urban planning you send your CV out to bunch of companies and for some reason you have to apply like more than 12 months before the job actually starts. I think it was actually 10 months before the job starts. Um, so I did that way back in Easter before I'd kind of realized that wasn't the direction that I wanted to take. And then a couple of months later, I got a job offer from one of the largest engineering consultancies in Australasia. And this was dream job. This was working on city shaping like massive infrastructure projects and really like just dream job. Like 
opportunities to go to different places in the world, opportunities to work across Aotearoa. Um, it was writing applications, not processing them. And it was just this this dream job. And this period of my life between getting the job offer and accepting it was just tears and tears and tears and tears. And the reason I was just cried is because it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made because here I was with this business that I wanted to like get off the ground and give it a big shot and and just just do amazing things with my business and suddenly it was like well here's an amazing offer to work for somebody else and that was unfortunately an offer that I couldn't pass up especially just like straight out of uni and I thought it would be like a good thing to ha- actually have an urban planning job on my CV to have some industry experience in case this was something I ever wanted to land back on. Um, I knew that my business wasn't going to go anywhere. It was still going to be something that I could come back to. Um, and so I, I took that job. And long story short, I've given it a bloody good shot. And now I actually get to give my business its, it's, its time right now. So there's the massive, massive backstory, um, which led me to the moment where I quit my urban planning job. And I do really want to actually take the time here to acknowledge and recognize that when I say that was a dream job, it absolutely was. And the whole time that I was at the company as well, um, it was not a toxic workplace. (laughs) We had flexible working. My team was the most incredible people I've worked with. Um, The projects we worked on were amazing, engaging. Um, and it was, I, I, I really want to acknowledge that. And I'm so lucky that that was my experience with urban planning and with the corporate world. Um, but I think deep down inside me, there was, there was feature social, there was my social, social media marketing business that was kind of calling for me. <laughs> that that sounds weird, but like the seed was there and it was it was something that I knew the time would come to make the jump at some point. Um and I made the absolute most of the planning job while I was there. I learned as much as I could. I was the most ginormous sponge and I don't think any experience goes to waste. Um, I, I learned so, so much, not just about planning, but also about businesses, about client relationships, just so much. And I think those soft skills, that networking, those are all things that you can absolutely take with you wherever you go in life. So anyway, now we are two weeks with being self-employed. My my quitting day is behind me. Um, and I guess I haven't really answered the question, um, what are you going to do next? Um, so in case you haven't realized, I seem to be an extremely multi-passionate person. Um, at the moment, I have a podcast, which you're listening to. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I am doing digital marketing. I have also released calendars for 2024. Um, Head to Instagram because all the details are there. They are beautiful landscapes of Aotearoa. And and I have just had so many ideas over the last, I don't know, two years of other projects that I want to bring to life, a couple are in the works. And I just, I'm just super multi-passionate. So it's a great question. What am I actually going to do? I think the only common thing about every entrepreneur or everyone in business is that no one's journey is the same. Let me repeat that. No one's journey is the same. Everyone's circumstances are different. 
quitting my nine to five and deciding that I wanted to back myself and invest in my business fully. No one else can make that same decision as me because the risk in that decision will be different for everybody. You can make, you you could make the exact same decision at the surface level. You could quit your job, but the risk will look different, right? You might be a single mom with mouse to feed. You might have a mortgage. You might have a massive student loan. You might be living at home and paying zero dollars towards food and board. You might have assets that you can sell if things go wrong. You might be able to get loans from family. You might have been made redundant, but like the point I'm trying to make is that risk looks different for everyone. People's reasons to start a business look different. Some people have these massive safety blankets. Mom and dad can sort of, you know, they've got their back um, and others are really struggling and have no other choice but to make it work. So at the moment, my situation is that I'm the breadwinner in the family. Isaac is studying um, and we've sort of been tag teaming it while I was studying. He was the one working. So it is a really big deal for me to sort of step away from that security of the nine to five. And I feel like when you're sort of at those crossroads, you can sort of plan what that's going to look like. I remember sitting down on the couch many times actually over the last couple of years and being like, okay, if I make, if I sign X number of clients and I'm earning X amount side hustling, um, then I can quit my job. If I do blah, 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 then I can quit my job. And there was always these sort of, if I do this, then it will be, it'll be okay. You know, I'll have that consistent income. It will be okay. But when it actually came to the decision, I just, I just knew, I just knew that it was time to say goodbye to urban planning. Um, There were 100% tears shed again. Um, I am a crier, if you haven't noticed already, in the same way that while in accepting my urban planning job, I was grieving the loss of my business. Now I was going into my business and grieving the loss of my planning job. Um, But no decision is an easy one, is it? And at these crossroads, moments are always so bittersweet. So I did the decision first. I decided I was going to leave my job. And then I sort of looked at the numbers and was like, "Uh, how are we going to make this work? Again, it comes back to circumstances. We are in a bit of a lucky position that um, we are moving out of our rental house um, at the start of December and that means that we can just hop in our van, live on the road um, and we're going to sort of cross next year's bridge when we get there. So I'm taking it really slow with my digital marketing business, Feature Social um, until the end of the year. I'm not putting the pressure on myself to sort of be booked out to get all the clients on the book. I'm not putting the pressure on myself to match my corporate salary we have been able to save and we do have enough savings that we can sort of have that as our safety cushion, our our safety blanket. Um, I think everybody should have a safety blanket, whatever that looks like, whether that's mom or dad or whether that's savings you've built up yourself or whether that's plan B, C, D, E. I'm also in a really lucky position that I do have so many other friends in the industry, so many other contacts in the industry that I knew I could sort of pick up the phone and say, hey, can I second shoot for a wedding that you're doing this weekend? You know, I've got those sort of, yeah, I I definitely have plan B, C, D, E, E, F, G. And talking about safety blankets, do you remember that amazing admin job I had when I was in uni that I just talked about? Um, That boss that inspired me to quit. I actually went to her the day before I handed in my resignation, this is the same morning, and I said, look, I'm doing this big thing and I know you need help in your business. Can I come on board? (laughs) 
And it might sound a while to somebody to hear that I quit my sort of corporate well-paying job to go and do an admin warehouse dispatching low skill job. But it was an easy yes for her. Um, my boss knows how much of a good worker I am. Um, she is really under a lot of pressure at the moment. And so she had the ability to say yes to me. And she knows all about Fedra Social. She has made the space for me to use the office as much as I want for my own things. Um, she's made this, she's given me as much flexibility as I need as long as the work gets done. And having people like that in your life is just honestly. Honestly, that story is probably one of the wildest stories of my life. It was a student job search application that I put in at a time where I was just coming out of my really dark depression. And I was just at the stage where I thought maybe I have the capacity to take on a job. I interviewed on a Wednesday and started on a Friday. <laughs> Absolutely wild. And here I am pretty much like five years later, like still, still associated with that job, with my boss, um, with that business. In, in some shape or form. So safety blankets, that's one of my safety blankets. Um, savings is another safety blanket. Living in the van and not having to pay rent is another safety blanket. And of course, that's going to look different to absolutely everybody. Um, but in terms of Fijara Social, I know I've sort of dropped that name a couple of times. So that is my social media marketing business and it is aimed at travel and tourism brands because that's my niche. That's what I love so much. Um, and I just am here to help those businesses that align with my brand, my values, and to help them absolutely elevate their social media um, with beautiful photography, with videos that are engaging, um, and just taking things 100% off the business owner's plate because I get it. It's really hard posting on socials. <laughs> you only have to look at the inconsistency on my own Abigail Hannah account to know um, it, it is hard work unless you're making time for it and putting the work in. So that is that is where the business is going. Um, I'm going to give myself a little bit of breathing space over Christmas. I'm not going to go hundies before the end of the year, but um, that's something that I'm ready to scale up come January, I'm ready to be completely booked out. And I fully have the confidence that I can do that. And I think you do have to back yourself. There's um, a trend going around on TikTok and Instagram at the moment about um, delusion. Yes, I am 100% delulu, but you have to be. Um, and I know people say like, fake it till you make it. It's, it's not fake it till you make it. It's have the confidence that you actually will make it. I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say, to be honest. I feel like I have covered the whole journey that started 2017 <laughs> um, all the way till today in 2023. Um, I think it's important to remember that everybody's journey looks completely different to yours and where quitting my job might look like day one, it really wasn't. Um, nobody can really be an overnight success. I think everybody has a backstory when you look deeper. I mean, you do get lucky, like don't get me wrong, but um, it's important not to compare your journey to anybody else's. It's also important not to glamorize, I guess, um, the, the life of being self-employed and running a business. 
I, when I first handed in my resignation, I was so sure and confident in my decision. Um, I had my manager, my manager's manager, and my manager's manager's manager. <laughs> a lot of people at the company, a lot of seniors to me at the company approach me and say, are you sure you want to do this? Can you stay? Um, they'd offered me part-time, they'd offered me a sabbatical and I was like, no, I really have to do this for me and I am doing it for me. Um, and I had so much confidence um, at the time that I handed in my resignation. It was followed by excitement. It was followed by anticipation for the freedom, the flexibility, because that's what I'm doing this for. Yes, the money comes and goes, but I think it's that freedom to be able to drive up to Northland on a Thursday afternoon to do a really special shoot for your friends and then camp the night at Matapuri and wake up to an incredible sunrise on a Friday morning, which I could not have done if I was in a nine to five job. It's about getting to choose my own hours. It's about getting to work on all the projects that have been sitting on the back burners. It's about creativity and it's about um, well-being as well and just knowing that I'm in the right place. So I'm in the right place and I was very confident of that on the day that I had my resignation in. When it actually came to resignation day though, I was absolutely terrified. Um, the weekend I finished on a Friday and the following weekend I pretty much was in bed reading a book um, the whole time just because I felt this really intense self-doubt and I was like, have I completely messed up? Have I made an awful, hugely wrong decision? I think now, that was that was about a week ago, and now I know that just imposter syndrome kicking in, and I know it's not going to be the last time that I experienced that as a business owner. But yeah, it is scary and it's terrifying, but at the end of the day, um, it comes back to being confident in your own abilities and being able to just work your way through those things. Um, now we're two weeks away from resignation day and I'm feeling so much better. I have gotten a couple of jobs recently, which is awesome. I am enjoying the flexibility. I am, I'm just loving it, guys. I am, I am so, so happy and I'm really looking forward to the summer and just just being able to have a bit of a break without having to put in annual leave. <laughs> um, there's just so much to be thankful for. But I did ask you guys a couple of questions on Instagram and I'm probably replying prematurely because my stories have not been up for long enough. So I'm really sorry if you put your questions in after I actually record this, um, but I will respond to those on Instagram later. So question one, was the day you quit the scariest thing ever? Spill all the details. Like I said, yeah, it was terrifying. It was really, really scary um, closing, first of all, handing in all my stuff <laughs> and then just walking out, having the elevator doors close and knowing that what had been part of my daily routine for ages was not going to like that was my pl like when you're in a nine to five, you spend eight hours of your day with those people in that place. And that is a huge change to be able to say goodbye to that. So it was really terrifying. And I did have a, I, I struggled in that first weekend, despite, despite knowing it was the right thing, it still sucked. The next question, how has your daily routine changed now being self-employed? So I guess I want to preface by saying I'm not, I'm not doing 40 hours right now. Um, I 
I'm not planning to do 40 hours in any capacity until until after the Christmas break, until 2024. So I do have a bit more wiggle room in my daily routine. But I am waking up a whole lot later. I am doing a lot more work around the house because that's usually something that Isaac does. He looks after the laundry and the cooking and the grocery shopping. And I've been to the supermarket at 1 p.m. on a weekday. And it is incredible. I do tend to work later in the evenings, but that's something I was doing anyway because I was side hustling before. So I guess my day kind of looks like a a 10 to 7 um, sort of day with on and off. And I have been having coffee catch ups. Um, I'm not the biggest routine person, so I guess it's a little bit cliche to say every day is different, but um, it, it has been different. And I'm sure I would love to share more about my routine next year when things are more consistent. Assistant, um, and when I have actually got into a bit of a proper routine. I want to be as transparent as possible in my journey and I've absolutely done that but if there are any questions that you have about my journey please do not hesitate to ask. I am I'm an open book and I think knowledge is something that is there to be shared and that's what I've tried to do in this episode. I hope that my journey and my story is helpful in some shape or form or entertaining. Um And if there is absolutely anything that you had a question about at any point of this episode, just feel free to send me a message on Instagram and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, I did name drop quite a few things in this episode. I talked about Ellen McKenzie's course and I do actually have an affiliate link for that if that's something that you're interested in. So I will link that in the description because it really was something that led me to where I am today and I've actually bought her course the exact same course again in a different sort of shape and form because I did it live um, when Ellen sort of first released it and then she made it her signature package so I have that as well Um, and she's I could talk about her course all day honestly Um, (laughs) it has she does updates regularly which was awesome um, because social media is constantly changing we didn't have reels they didn't really exist back when I first did the course but Ellen sort of provides all the info you need for 2023 and next year I'm sure there'll be new things that social media throws at us and she will cover it again I also mentioned my 2024 photography calendar. I will link that in the description. It is actually now open for global shipping. You will be the first to hear it once I publish this. (laughs) Um, So head to the link in the description. You'll be able to pop over to my website, fill out all your details and get a beautiful, beautiful calendar with 12 images from across Aotearoa. I've done really well. I want to like it's so hard to choose 12 photos, but I think I've done a good job at getting a spread of North Island, South Island and a whole bunch of different landscapes. And if you are a business and want to collaborate, if you want to know about my social media marketing services, I can 100% send those through to you. Um, Please get in touch. Or if there's anybody you know in travel and tourism that is looking for some epic, epic marketing in the social media space, hit me up. 
And if you're like, none of that is relevant to me, none of that is helpful, but I do want to support you. How can I do that? The easiest way to support me and my mission and my aim to inspire people to see more of Aotearoa is to leave a review on this podcast, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, just leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world. And it shows me that you're stoked to be here, that you enjoy listening to the show. And it means I can continue to bring you some more epic, epic episodes episodes every week and some unhinged bonus episodes midweek that nobody saw coming that I recorded about two hours before I published. (laughs) Thank you so much guys for being here. I'm sorry if it was a bit of a ramble but I appreciate you so much. Um, Flick me a DM on Instagram if there's anything you want to have a chat about and until next time keep adventuring.